Hello, my friends. This is the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. And that's Not Just Blowing Smoke. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. Hello, everybody. That was Jeff Pitchell's Fat Cigar that you were just listening to, and that means it's time for Not Just Blowing Smoke. Coming at you live from Twin Smoke Shop Studio Headquarters, right here in Londonderry, New Hampshire, at the 724 Lounge. Uh, I'm Pastor Padron, and I have my co-hosts, Pat and Dave, with me, as well as our special regular guest hostess, Debris, from the 724 Lounge. And uh, tonight we are smoking this. We are smoking the West Tampa Attic cigar. Um, Pat, do you want to talk a little bit about it? Uh, I wasn't ready to, but yeah. Um, so the Attic series is a experimental series that West Tampa Tobacco Co. is doing. So it references, um, well, if you scan the QR code, I'll tell you, but Rodriguez refers to the attic as his kind of thinking place like his like where he goes to get stuff done essentially so these are just ideas that he had when he was in that creative aspect and this specific cigar uses a i'd say a pretty interesting san andreas wrapper Mm -hmm. um what makes it interesting to you to me it's very like so san andreas typically is handled the same way as Connecticut Broadleaf so typically you'll see it stock cut but this one here it's it's very fragile yet it has like that very toothy kind of thick kind of texture to it mm-hmm. you would get like if you told me it was a Connecticut Broadleaf cigar without smoking it I would believe you just based on the look and the feel of it mm-hmm. so it has that unique San Andreas wrapper on it um I believe it has a is this the Atempe binder? He, he uses a um. Is it the Atempe binder? And then Estimate, all I wrote all I wrote down was Nicaraguan. I believe it's binder filler. Atempe and then Gandega Esteli fillers. I could probably find that for you to make sure I'm correct on that. Yep, yep. Boom. I'm pretty good at what I do. I think. Yes. We no. Th- we think it's not Atempe. It's Candega and Candega Esteli. <laughs> so, uh, I was thinking of the. Uh, the Maduro core line. Oh. So the interesting thing with this is the, to my knowledge, the West Tampa red that's coming out is actually using this San Andreas wrapper mm-hmm. as a regular production that they're offering. So it just goes that this kind of experimental idea that he had, I believe it was 2,000 boxes of 20 count. Mm, 15, I think. 15,000. No, 15 count. 15 count. I, so 2,000 boxes, 15 count. Um, so that's going to be, obviously the, I don't know what the entire blend is on, on the West Tampa red, but I know it's using the same wrapper. So mm-hmm. it's, um, that's all I know about it at least. Actually, let me, uh, I'll, I'll fact check myself on that, on the box count. Um, but Bree, you, we smoked this a little bit earlier mm-hmm. and, um, you almost immediately came up with a, a cocktail idea for it. What, what is it that you, you have made for us? Yeah, well, I was um, I was slightly torn. You, me, and Elise were kind of talking about it, and um, initially, I was thinking of, of course, your standard go-to is let's find a good bourbon to go with this. We've mm-hmm. been doing bourbon somewhat frequently, and last week we were between doing a spiced rum or a bourbon mixed drink. Right. So from what I got smoking or starting to smoke this cigar, um, was wanting something that's going to have a little bit of spice and sweetness to it, but not so much that it overdoes the cigar. Because I did find that although there's a lot of white pepper initially, it oh, mellowed Pat, out nicely. We were both wrong, apparently. 2,000 boxes of 14. 14, okay. 14 cigars. Sorry. Oh, that's okay, another okay. number. Yep. 
There we go. Sorry. Sorry, Bree. Please, please continue. <laughs> but so we um, decided to go with a tequila mixed drink. And Elise brought up the point of why don't we do the Oaxaca? It's one of our standards Oaxaca. on the bar. Oaxaca, and we Oaxaca. tried it, I think, last summer was when we first started making them. And mm -hmm. it's equal parts reposado tequila, mezcal, agave, little Luxardo cherry, torched orange peel. And um, two types of bitters. So it's pretty mm -hmm. much like a tequila old-fashioned. Mm -hmm. So well, hopefully I, it goes well. <laughs> I did think that the, the orange flavors would mix well with the flavors of the cigar. Yes, it but has I, that sweetness to it. I'd be interested to know what uh, you both think, Pat and Dave. Mm -hmm. Of the pairing or the cigar first? You can talk about the cigar first if you want, but I want to talk about the pairing too. Mm. So you get like that San Andreas sweetness mm -hmm. on the initial draw on your tongue. And then this one, I, I've smoked this probably like I'd say six times now. And I feel like every time I kind of get steer in a different direction of what I'm getting. Mm-hmm. I could see that. Is too. that is that a good thing or a bad thing? Like, do you think you're think finding something I new with the cigar, on... or is the cigar not the same as what you? I had think before? it's it's based on I think my palate, which today for the most part I have a pretty clean palate. This is probably the cleanest palate I've had when I've actually smoked it. <laughs> but I've, <laughs> um, it, it's interesting though because oh, all the things we could say. Because mm -hmm. one of the yeah, things I've started focusing on when I'm smoking a cigar is kind of like because obviously like the wrapper has a taste to it mm -hmm. without like the smoke component of it so i've right. been kind of focusing on like when i'm actually doing the core draw and i'm drawing from the cigar when it's lit how that flavor is like initially on my tongue before the smoke kind of gets introduced to it mm -hmm. and this one gives me kind of like a a mineral kind of um like a mineral kind of texture on my tongue. It's weird. I think it's just, okay. Mm -hmm. For whatever reason, I, I get like mineral. That's what I think of, like an earthy mineral. And you get that sweetness. And then the retro is interesting because it has like a lot of nuances to it. So obviously, you get that typical San Andreas kind of like sweet, um, spicy initial hit. Right. But then I'm getting kind of like the only way I can really explain it is kind of like an umami. So like. You could say a bread or a potato, like a really kind of savory flavor to it. Mm -hmm. And then it leaves you with like a leather and kind of minor espresso finish. I definitely get the espresso you're talking about. Dave, you're scowling at your cigar like Patrick. Um, what what are you picking up from it? Well, or are you trying to get it to speak to you? I'm trying to get it to speak to me. When I took the foot band off, it uh, kind of took a lot of the wrapper with it. So it's kind of burning weird. And because of that, it's, you know, I'm getting a lot more binder than the wrapper. Mm -hmm. And um, it, it's making it, it's because of that, the San Andreas really isn't there. So I'm just kind of getting like this really smooth saltiness. Uh, or maybe like uh, like a salty pepper, a smooth salty, salty pepper. pepper. Yeah, I will say like my experience with Candega is it has kind of a um. If you had a sweet potato chip, that's that that's always a note that I get when I have like Candega tobacco. And since this is the binder and some of the filler here, I think that's why I guess like a sweet salty potato chip like i i guess you could say like a, a, a sea salt and vinegar potato chip i don't know that's just like i don't know for whatever you're reason you're starting to get weird on me i can actually see that but, but... that candega <laughs> is weird like typically jalapa is really salty but candega has a little bit more sweetness to it but it has mm -hmm. like that kind of creamy umami aspect to it yeah and yep. then esteli is earth black pepper leather so i think that's kind of where those notes are coming from so that's why like i mean it's an interesting cigar and the san andreas because like Candega tobacco, based on my experience with it, has that sweetness, but it's not like a like a front runner note. It's really that umami and that saltiness. Mm -hmm. And then, so I think the San Andreas wrapper is actually doing a really really good job here because it's kind of bringing that sweetness forward. So it's kind right. of it's combating the saltiness because mm -hmm. 
you know, there's some cigars I've smoked. Like, to me, like, when I first started smoking, like, the 1874 Lancero is, like, mm-hmm. really, to me, mineral salt. Like, it's yeah. just very salty. And, again, that's a lot of Nicaraguan Jalapa. But it's just uh, everything in this cigar is just going very well together. Just based on my experience with the, with the tobaccos alone, it's... it's yeah, well, really you know, well. the um, uh, San Andreas usually comes with those coffee earth and and cocoa notes and that cocoa and salt really play well together i mean one of the we sell some uh special local chocolates downstairs loon chocolate and one of the main one of the most popular um chocolates that's down chocolate bars that's down there is the uh, main sea salt uh blend mm. you know that little bit of extra salt and and uh, the chocolate just goes fantastic together plays off each other i definitely feel like that's going on here what about you brie what do you think a chocolate covered pretzel <laughs> a chocolate covered pretzel no. um, I so think we have first... salt and vinegar chip and a chocolate covered no. pretzel and honestly it, it tastes like aisle six at market basket <laughs> <laughs> tastes like aisle six. i hope I barry all... i was listening. thinking i was thinking more of the potato <laughs> chip you get out of like yeah. a reese's peanut butter cup have you guys seen those? The Reese's peanut butter cups with potato chips? This is why I don't go first, Dan, because everyone starts saying what I like, potato chips. Like, I'm trying to get unique here. Well, I was talking about the chocolate downstairs mm-hmm. and you were talking about chocolate and salt. <laughs> but no, I feel like this is this is smoking differently than again the one that you gave me before. Mm-hmm. Um What's I different got less, about it? less spice at first. Mm. I'm getting more of the sweetness. Mm-hmm. And Maybe it's because I had different flavors on my palate as well. Like I your palate had water so this clean time right before I was drinking watermelon monster. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, your palate's things. not exactly clean, no. <laughs> so now it's clean. <laughs> I had water. The pairing for me is totally, but... <laughs> it's giving me like a mouthful of mineral salt after I take a draw of the cigar after the drink. But it's like a sweet mineral salt still like mm. a, a really smooth smoke i'm enjoying yeah, it, it definitely is mineral though yeah. in a good way i think like some cigars mm. have that component mm-hmm. and it's kind of a turn off to some people but this one here like there's just like i i use texture a lot but there's like a lot of textures to this and if you have the right mouth feel like the minerals not mm-hmm. bad at all mm-hmm. and i just think it's all it's blended very well. Like the sweetness yes. definitely mm-hmm. coats your palate so that mineral note can be more enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And I think, again, like when I have like a, a Nicaraguan cigar that I at least I know what's in it, like they disclose it. Like whenever I see Candega or Jalapa, mm-hmm. I'm expecting obviously more salty with Jalapa, but Candega has like that savory note to it. So seeing that it's double down Candega with the binder and fillers mm-hmm. with some Esteli to get that spice in there, and then that San Andreas, which. It's, I, I wish I knew more about San Andreas, like how different companies use it, because like you can have like, you know, a Coraline Underground and mm-hmm. then you can have the Attic series. Coraline Underground is like a very like oily, smooth, almost like a moist wrapper to me. It's very shiny. It doesn't have like a lot of tooth to it. But then you have this San Andreas wrapper, which isn't shiny, has a lot of tooth to it, dry, rustic, you could say. Mm-hmm. And... They both smoke very differently. Like this one has good sweetness, but this, you know, the Undercrown San Andreas to me has a lot more chocolatey sweetness. Well, this one's more of a mineral spice, you know, you can say maybe a floral sweetness, mm-hmm. but it's not like that really thick textured chocolate. It's it's not as is it's not as uh the the sweetness isn't as rich as it which is maybe what it could be is maybe you know because you look at the shades of the wrapper maybe mm-hmm. the undercrown gets fermented longer and this one's more of like a it's not a natural mm-hmm. but it's like kind of in between what you would have with the undercrown but it, it's very I, I'm I'm impressed with the cigar it's, it's, very, it's, it's been one of the more looking. interesting smokes I've had because within marbled. the past couple quarters. Mm. Now, West Tampa, you know, basically launched last year in, uh, at PCA in 2022 and came out with two lines of cigars, white and black. 
white and black, black and white. And three sizes of each. It's very, very simple. The Robusto, a Toro, and a Gordo 660. And um, so this is the seventh thing to come out from West Tampa. And, you know, is the first thing that departs from the uh, black and the white um, blends. How do you think this compares with the other two? Personally, I have a side comment off of that that I was going to make earlier. And then answering the question. Mm -hmm. So for one, I think West Tampa Tobacco is what I think your modern cigar person would do when they make a brand. So they have a light and a dark option. They do Robusto Toro 60, so top three selling sizes. They don't have any other, to my knowledge, sizes. No. Yep. So your top selling sizes... And then, you know, dark and light, right? Like, mm -hmm. which is what most people are kind of looking for that go into a humidor. So then you have this cigar here, which is, you know, I think when you get like a good foundation, you kind of start having the ability of kind of toying now and playing around with different tobaccos. So you can have more fun. Um, and so like the Attic Series having the San Andreas, it, to me, it's a limited, we, we talked about this like, months ago with like mm -hmm. the uh the taa conversation we had it was probably about a year ago with the asylum 13 honduran perfecto that they made and it's like you have the ability of doing a limited production cigar that is kind of a fun thing to do it's limited like stores get it people try it, they like it they don't like it but then it's not something that you put this huge you know mass production investment into right so you can kind of see how it goes you know like is, it's like a test market almost. yeah like is christian trying to make Asylum Honduran, I don't know, but he did it in that cigar, see how it goes. But, um, so here, since he has that foundation, he has this cigar, and then he's doing the red, which is now a San Andreas, which I would suspect is going to be more of a fuller-bodied cigar. Mm -hmm. The black is... Medium. Medium, yeah, and I'd say, like, the, the, the white is kind of, like, your uh, mild plus. I wouldn't say it's, like, the most mild cigar on the market, no. but it's definitely not... Like your, you know, perdermal champagne. It's not, you know, like a strong Connecticut. Right. So, you know, I, I like how they're doing it. It's kind of like that baby step approach. Get like that nice core line foundation and then start getting sexy or something. If it sticks, then put it in your, your core line lineup because it's mm -hmm. going to be like the red's going to be part of that core line. So I, I like that they have light, you know, rich, dark, and then now they have like a fuller body, like spicy. So, well, I'm suspecting that's how it's going to be. I haven't had the yeah. red yet. I think you've had it. I did have a red, and I really, really enjoyed it. How does it compare to the Attic? Um, they're very similar. Um, it's a. Uh, I think if you like the Attic, you're going to like the red. And um, I guess that that's really all I can say about it. Um, but uh, it's... It is the, the same wrapper on the red that's on this. And um, uh, I remember the red being a little bit stronger than this. I had a Robusto, so it, the ring gauge was a little bit smaller. And that might have something to do with why I felt like it was a little bit stronger than this. But uh, of the three, the black, the white, and the red, um, the red is what my favorite West Tampa is so far. Very, very good. I can't wait for those to come into the shop. It's going to be a lot of fun. Mm. Now, what do you guys think of the pairing? So far, I like the pairing. I think it, it's bringing out a lot of sweetness and, and saltiness in the cigar. Um, <clears throat> I think it goes pretty well. How do you feel, Bree? You look a little uh, undecided. It's refreshing it's good but honestly i feel like i almost would have preferred something neat with this cigar mm -hmm. i think i expected the cigar to build in spice and intensity a little bit more and mm -hmm. the drink almost feels a little watered down for this cigar mm -hmm. um like again it's mellow it's enjoyable i like the addition that like the mezcal and the drink brings to it but i yeah. feel like the ice is kind of overpowering the drink and um like almost like you would get more of um, the sweetness from the orange peel and the smokiness from the tequila and like the mellow sweetness from the agave if it um, was either a neat cocktail or yeah so it's 
it's mediocre for me so far. I'm okay. curious to see how it will be as the cigar goes on and if it will complement the spice more. Pat, would you agree with uh, Debris? Uh, so the Oaxaca, when I just took a sip out of it, it, it's like obviously botanics, but it has like, to me it's salty. I don't know if that's just because I'm, to me the cigar is salty, but it's mm -hmm. it's very salty. There's no salted rim on it or anything. It's just naturally salty. And then it has like a very subtle sweetness to it. I think it's it's kind of masked by that smoky mozzique you have from the um, mezcal. And then obviously a little bit of citrus orange. And then with the cigar... I mean, it's all based on, like, what your preferences are, whether or not it's a good pairing. Sure. Like, I can say that it takes out all the sweetness. I have no sweetness in the cigar. Mm -hmm. That spice note was brought very, very forward, so it's bringing out the fillers in the cigar. Like, I think that Estelle tobacco is really kicking. Mm -hmm. It's, like, a, a black and occasion. Like, it has, like, a little bit of that earthy sweetness, but it's so masked by the pepper. So I would say primarily it's a black, but there's a little bit of that sweetness there. But then on the finish, it's kind of putting, like, those more bitter notes from the tobacco. Yeah. So the chocolatey note I'm getting is not there, but it, eh, maybe a little bit. But I'm getting more of, like, that leather, that earth. Yep. Maybe a little bit of espresso. Like, it kind of, like, has, like, this kind of aroma to it. Like, when you, you know, use the espresso machine and you just grind the fresh coffee, like, that kind of hot um espresso kind of aroma to it like when it's you know what i mean when i say it's mm -hmm. hot yeah and then a very subtle like unsweetened chocolate like orange chocolate mm. on the finish so it's not like the cigar on its own before i had taken a sip from the drink was very enjoyable it still is enjoyable but it just it's really what you're looking for from the cigar like it's again I think like it's those darker bitter pen. notes are coming out with the oaxaca What's, it does change a lot. It does. Yeah, and that's, again, really interesting about how the drink can really impact the cigar. Mm -hmm. It takes the, the the cigar on its own. I think the sweetness of it is one of its strong points. And the drink really wipes a lot of that out. Mm -hmm. However, to me anyway, the finish on, on the uh, cocktail lingers. Yeah. And I, feel, I feel like the cigar, like, amplifies that finish. And what lingers is kind of this growing you know orange peel kind of flavor on your mm -hmm. tongue mm -hmm. and so the right tang. out if you take it if when i take a drink and then immediately puff it's like a lot of the flavor is gone in the cigar there's the mineral there's the salt there's the don't little you feel bit of like wood. it amplifies the drink like the I, like i feel like if i drink and then i I smoke. I'm not getting really any of the cigar, but the flavors that I get from the drink are, like, getting stronger. Yeah, well, there's that. And then if I wait, like, 10 or 15 seconds after I drink, the finish is still going in my mouth from the drink. Mm -hmm. Then I draw on the cigar, and those orange peel and sweet flavors from the, from the uh, tequila really interact well with the cigar and its cocoa flavors and notes. And so it's almost like you have to drink, wait a pause, minute, pause, yeah. and then take a, a puff on the cigar. Yeah, I concur and with that, that. That's yeah. very enjoyable. But if you do it one right after right the other, other, it's kind of like a wash. Yeah. But it, it is. It's it's funny how the drink can do that. It, like completely wash out the cigar because there's nothing in the drink I think that's uh, contrary to what's in the cigar. I think it's a very complimentary pairing. Or that that's the idea anyway, but it's I think you're right, Bree. That the the ice and the watering down of the the drink really kind of washes a lot of the cigar flavor away. So you kind of got to let that flavor mm -hmm. mellow mellow a little bit. Let that water kind of dissipate on, mm -hmm. so that what you're left with are those flavors on your palate, and then take a drag on the cigar and see what happens. I'd agree. Am I nuts? You, no, no you agree? Because, yeah, even after I tried what you were saying, wait a little bit. 
and then experience the after palate, you do get the after lingering <laughs> sweetness. That sounds like the you know extra palette. extra <laughs> content <laughs> on the show. It's like Not a bad the name. That's our after bad lounge name. The aftertaste. Our palates are clean, but it's the after palate. But it is interesting, like Pat calling out the bitter notes in the cigar, and this drink really is primarily bitters. It's two types of bitters, and there's. Um, a more significant portion of bitters than you would typically put in mm. most other Yeah, you cocktails. can taste it, yeah. So it's, bitters are complicated. <laughs> There's so many different types of bitters. Just like life, yeah. bitters are complicated. <laughs> this is one of those um, interesting things that I think we should do together at some point is take the cherry out, have the cherry, and then draw from the cigar. So I think that this is going to be one of those food mm -hmm. pairings where the cherry is going to go very well with the cigar. Should we do that at the end now? I think yeah. we can wait a little bit. Wait till it marinates. We can well. we can enjoy the the cherry in the in the drink a little bit longer. But th this is a very like bitter smoky drink, and I just think like just the nature of like your palate, how it reacts to like those bitter notes, like those sensations are kind of activated on your tongue mm -hmm. before you draw from the cigar. So I think you're more susceptible to those kind of originally pretty subtle bitter notes from the tobacco mm. that just kind of come alive, which I, there is yeah. a lot of people that I work with, you know, downstairs in the humidor that are looking for those yeah, bitter all notes. All four of us, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's... um And bitter in a good way. Yeah, I mean, like bitter, that, like, yeah. you know, whenever you say, like, if it's like an acidic bitter, that's bad, but mm -hmm. typically mm -hmm. bitter is, it's just... You know, like you want some bitter in a cigar because it gives you like what I, you know, call the mouthfeel. Like yeah. you want like those salty and bitters in there, the sweetnesses. Like it's, it's all plays a part into it. I think the smoothest, creamiest, bitterest you can get <laughs> is from a Placencia 6-2. 6 6-0? 6-0. 6-0-2. Yeah. That is just, it's so it's delicious. 6-2. Six two. Give me my six, six two. two. My six two two. Uh huh. Mm. Um, before we go on any further, let's talk a little bit about what's coming up at Twins. Um, we have a lot going on, and I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna give you the next, the next three things that that are happening here. Um, we're basically done with april i can't even believe it i felt like yesterday it was december mm -hmm. and you no know, oh, this year's and cranking. now now we're going into to may uh may next saturday yeah dave's so excited may. about may the 4th <laughs> it's gotta um, be back <laughs> but uh saturday may 13th from 12 to 4 we have eric stokeby stokeby the uh um founder and uh, president of fourth generation pipes and tobaccos yeah, with his new store um i'm wicked excited about that he we try and get him at least once a year uh eric is a legend in the pipes and tobacco legend. world his family has been in and around the business for <laughs> go figure four generations maybe that's <laughs> why he named it fourth, fourth generation, generation. Mm -hmm. he's the fourth generation um and uh his pipes are awesome his tobaccos that he comes out with are are fantastic i love my church the resolution that he came out with his small batch this year which he did with uh, jeremy reeves and cornell and deal is my favorite of his small batches that i've tried so far great stuff and he's going to be in the store and um uh we're going to have you know now the company that reps him Arango, also does uh, nording pipes and uh both fourth gen and nording have a denmark um or origin to them so we're calling it the day of the danes and it's going to feature both fourth gen and nording pipes and uh we're going to have some specials going on a special event too um where you can come back to the the pipe bar and there's going to be some Viking blood cocktails. Mm. And it's funny. Was it you and me, Bree, who were, who were trying the Viking blood cocktail? Putting oh, yes, it, putting it together. And, 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 and it was like, 
I, you know, we were reading what goes into this, this Aquavit and coffee and Sprite or a seven up or something. And you're like, reading, and you're like, this should not work. Yeah. This should taste like crap, but we did it anyway. And you know what? It was really pretty good. It was. It what? It, it, we weren't just it was saying it, right? It was like a cream soda or something. It like was. That. It was really bizarre. And so it's you've got this kind of bloody-looking <laughs> cocktail, but it's it, yeah, it's made with stuff that should never be put together. But well, like, anytime you think of like a dessert liqueur and mm-hmm. something carbonated, you're like, ugh. <laughs> yeah, it should not have it worked, feels wrong. but it does. <laughs> And you're going to get a Viking blood cocktail. You're going to get Carlsberg beer. We're going to be pairing those with the last three uh, small batches that he's released. Petey Kentucky, uh, the Jerobellum Flake, and this year's Resolution. And um, there's going to be roasted meats as well with that, kind of going along with a uh, Viking theme that uh, he wanted to do with this. And um, so, thirty bucks will get you those beers, cocktails, and the pipe tobacco. You can spend time with Eric, smoke with him, talk with him, enjoy that time. And then, if you turn around and you decide to buy one of his pipes or an Ording pipe, you can put that thirty bucks back toward the pipe. So it's going to be that's going to be a great time, um, May thirteenth from twelve to four p.m. And then the very next Saturday, May twentieth. is an event I'm really pumped about. I know Pat's really pumped about it. And that is the HVC Pancake Brunch mm. with Rainier Lorenzo, who is the owner and president and founder of um, HVC. That starts at 11 a.m. It's going to be out on the deck. Um, Hopefully. Pancakes, sausage, bacon, fresh fruit, coffee, and then the whole thing gets capped off with a uh, Cuban mojito that Lorenz, that uh, Rainier is going to make uh, himself out on the deck. And I love that idea because mojitos are not a regular cocktail that's done. Um, we've done them before, but it's not it's not Stay something level. that you can regularly get on a daily basis here. It's forty bucks. It includes the breakfast. It includes two cigars. And you're going to get special deals on HVC cigars out on the deck. It's only going to be it's going to be limited to 30 people. We've, the tickets are already flying. You want to make sure you get them before they're gone, and uh, just come into either uh, Twins Smoke Shops. Give us a call. Tell us you want to come to the brunch because as soon as we fill up those 30 seats, it's gone. And our own. Uh, uh, Sean Fails, our general manager, is going to be uh, making the pancakes and cooking everything on the grill and griddle. It's it's going to be awesome. I am so looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rainier is going to tell his story, talk about the cigars, one of which, of course, is a hot cake. You, you can't do a pancake brunch with them and not do a hot cake. Mm-hmm. Come on. But then the other cigar is going to be a special uh thing he's kind of keeping it secret i think it's going to be a uh, unreleased cigar and so you're gonna he'll talk about that he'll talk about the blends talk about how he works um i'm wicked pumped about it he's an awesome awesome dude i know you're excited about it pat yeah it's hands down for the especially for the money like 40 bucks compared to the other events we've been doing like what you're going to be getting for this is going to be absolutely insane like he's like i had i mentioned it last show i'm not going to dwell on it but i've sat with him for a few minutes and like you learn so much and it's so interesting because he's you know he's young he's in the industry like he's trying to grow and he is so open about everything he does like if you want to learn anything about tobacco like you're going to find out with him especially like that's cool smoking the cigar like he's not shy to tell you what the difference between the Toro and the Corona is like, and you know, for someone like me that like really appreciates that, like mm-hmm. it's, he'll tell you the primings of it. Like the, it, it's, he is a wealth of knowledge and like yeah. just that setting we're going to have out on the patio on its own is very unique to something we've been doing here. But the ability to sit with him and get some one-on-one time with him is, is going to be 
paramount like it's going to be a really really good time i'm looking for i'm happy i'm working yeah. that day it's going to be phenomenal and a cocktail a full meal and two cigars for 40 bucks is pretty damn awesome it's a really good deal so i hope uh everybody who's listening calls up and gets their ticket i'd love for this thing to sell out tomorrow um but it's going to sell out there's no question in my mind about that. So get your tickets fast. Mm-hmm. And then the third thing going on is we have a big Rocky Patel uh, spring promotion going on. And uh, that's going to culminate on June 2nd and 3rd. Uh, Nimish Patel is going to be with us here at Twins. And um, between now and then, you can uh, uh, get ready for that by purchasing uh, Rocky Patel cigars. We're going to be raffling off three big things. The first of which is uh, first prize. The grand prize is going to be the that person and a guest will get to be with Kurt and Rocky and several other people who will be drawn at a later date. <clears throat> Overnight at Lake Winnesquam at a... Uh, a summer house up there it's been rented everything's been uh uh, uh made ready to go it's going to be awesome and uh then second prize second prize is a rocky patel alr limited edition humidor with 50 alr cigars in it that are made only for that humidor you can't get the vitola that's in the humidor anywhere other way than getting that humidor it's valued valued at five thousand dollars that's freaking nuts that's second prize and then third prize is going to be a rocky patel party party pack which is a really kind of a glorified leather covered um wicker basket that holds a couple of rocks glasses it's got a space for your bottle of your favorite spirit it's got a holder for 10 cigars, a place for a cutter and a lighter, and it's going to come with uh, the cigars in there and a bunch of other Rocky Patel swag, too. Um, that's going to be 300 bucks right there. So every time you buy 10 or more Rocky cigars between now and the 2nd of June, you'll get a ticket which will qualify you for one of those prizes. If you buy any box or any mix and match of 20 Rocky Patel cigars between now and then, you'll get three tickets for those prizes. The kicker, there's a little bonus thing that we're doing to kind of shake things up. Every week we're going to highlight a different uh, brand of Rocky Patels or a different line of Rocky Patels. This week, which... Um, goes to, uh, let's see, let me get the date so that I don't screw things up here. Um, whoops. Uh, there we go. The, um, now through the 29th, any box or mix and match of 20 Rocky Patel vintage cigars vintage. so 1999 1990 2003 any vintage line cigar if you buy the box between now and saturday you get six tickets it's double tickets baby and next week the highlighted brands are going to be the edge 20th anniversary and the dbs so uh the week of uh april 30th to may 6th you're gonna get six tickets if you buy any dbs or um edge 20th size and it's going to go like that all the way up to the event but this week it's vintage you buy any box of vintage cigars or mix and match 20 vintage cigars and you get six raffle tickets and those prizes are awesome i think they're great um, I'm wicked pumped about that event. And then Nimish is going to be here on the 2nd and 3rd of June. And the the 2nd is a Friday. Um, we're going to be doing a big event with him. We'll talk more about that as the event gets closer. But he'll be drawing the three winners that night. 
for the event. And that's just the next 30 days, what's going on at Twins. We have stuff planned all the way through December already. The calendar is chuck full of stuff. I showed the calendar to Pat this afternoon, and his jaw almost hit my desk. It was it was <laughs> it was funny because he he was just really was. There's a lot going on. We got a lot going on, and uh, it's nuts. And and you know, you know, it, it's funny. You know, we talked a little bit earlier about the year like rushing by. It. It's funny how it's it's only, you know, the end of April. Yeah, we're a quarter and, of the way through the year, already. and we're we're already booked for events and things through the end of the year. I've already had to start telling people I can't do anything else. It's it's bizarre, in a good way. I mean, I'm, I'm glad. Yeah, we went. I'm glad we we're went that from busy. what's going on this year to here's the year. <laughs> yeah, in the to, matter of like to, like a couple weeks. Well, I can squeeze you in in the first quarter of 2024. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's nuts. Mm -hmm. Um. So Rick Rodriguez, um, you know, in in naming the cigar the attic, really kind of explains that. Um, going to the attic is where he does his creative thinking. We all have our places for it. That's his place. Where do you go to do your creative thinking? Are you going to say the bathroom, Brie? Don't say the bathroom. Well, no, it depends on what type of creative Bloop. thinking. Like, what type of creative yeah. thinking? <laughs> I mean, like, that my, you can talk my, about uh, on the show. That's mellow. the kind of creative thinking we're talking about. Uh, no, typically, like for me, like when I just think about where I prefer to go to do like even homework. Mm -hmm. Normally, it's some some kind of like cigar bar or coffee shop where I don't know a lot of people. Mm. So, like, just like going to like a new shop and just sitting down in the corner with your laptop and yep doing whatever just like somewhere where you can you can do what you enjoy without being bothered <laughs> you want to enjoy a cigar but you don't want to be bothered yes yep well so sometimes that if it's nice outside anywhere in nature mm -hmm. like yeah i on that line you know i uh, i'll give you a little bit of a confession here before i was at twins i worked for uh two guys smoke shops and I was a customer there before I worked there. Everybody and their mother knew who I was. <laughs> I couldn't be there without having people come up, say hi, start conversations or whatnot. And kind of to your point, I needed to find a place where I could go and enjoy a cigar and nobody would know who I was. Or at least it, it wasn't obvious to everybody. Mm -hmm. And that place was Twins. I used to come here to hide and hmm. smoke a cigar and, ha and, and really kind of do some heavy thinking when I did not want to be bothered by all the regulars. And, you know, at, when I was working there, at least, there were regulars who were there every single day. I wonder how those guys even... <laughs> you know, like that was their life was going to the shop and you know that's great and all but if you're just trying to go and get away that's really hard to do mm -hmm. um so i totally totally get that and i kind of <laughs> live that my now i have no place to go they all know me there <laughs> i work here i'm the manager here so it's like where do i where do i go now you know there's there's very few places that you know i and i guess you know, for me, my favorite place to go would be a, a particular place out of state. Mm -hmm. And I can't even get there on a regular basis. So, yeah. Um, Pat, what about you? Where do you do your creative thinking? Um, so when I was younger, because it's obviously <laughs> changed. When I was younger, it was in my room, like building like Legos. It was in my room. Building like Legos. 
That was my creative thinking. Yeah. And then obviously now it's, you guys could probably imagine what I'm going to say, but like, I mean, when I went to law school, it changed. Yeah. So typically, I think it would be like just. Do you actually do in, creative thinking? Do yeah. Creatively think? In undergrad, it was at the dining hall, which is uh -huh. the weirdest thing. I mean, well, not really. So at UNE, we have, well, we got a brand new dining hall my sophomore year. So my freshman year was being constructed. So they had like coffee there. You know, they had like a bunch of different things you can eat. But like right. it, it was kind of a a relaxing area and like you know you have like these huge bay window type things that look out to the Saka river so it's pretty a pretty good spot mm -hmm. so you know typically after the gym i would go there and i would get like this kind of hibachi type food or whatever sit there have coffee and then that's usually where i would think creatively if you want to say that i mean a lot of it's homework and everything like that i mean they have a lot of time to be really creative and then when I started going to law school and I realized I have to actually think creatively. Um, I'm glad found, you added creatively. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was, I started during COVID obviously. So we were all zoom. So mm -hmm. a lot of my work was done at home, which mm -hmm. I think a lot outside of this group, I think a lot of people would probably say someplace at home would be a place that they, I mean, you know, Rodriguez, the attic, the I'm attic, assuming yeah. he's not, going to some random person's attic right like <laughs> his house. so when covid ended and i could actually go out um i found strangely that my grades just completely skyrocketed when i started doing homework and thinking here like at twins and you know smoking a cigar in the smoke shop and it's it's just weird because like the best example i have it's kind of a mini story um is last year i had done a so I, I was doing litigation and we had a case we were doing that my dad volunteered to be like a police officer testifying and it was a oui case in massachusetts kind of a bizarre fact pattern so i was practicing a lot at home with him because you know he's the witness i have to teach him the fact pattern da, da, da. and you know so my a lot of my creative thinking was done there because i was prepping my argument for the, i was the commonwealth in this case so i'm trying to jam the guy up that you know was caught doing an oui and it, it is interesting because like I, i'll give the facts of the case briefly because so basically guy is ex-military vet he was shot in the line of duty so he has a gimpy left leg um he does like beer repping or whatever so he like does facings and stuff he stocks bars so his van his company van has containers in the back of the car open containers whatever so after work one day he went to a bar and he drove patrons home for whatever reason that night and then he had he omitted to having a few beers there and then the state police officer which was my dad in this hypothetical case because he testified as the officer saw him veering over the double yellow lines and then he went detained him obviously he failed to field tests because of his leg that they would say and then boom so that that was mainly the argument of the case so a lot of my thinking was at home and i was kind of like talking to my dad about it you know his background how i would go about it so we ended up doing the case and it went well but it uh um the fact pattern, it's fake, obviously, so it's very heavily geared towards the defendant winning because typically mm -hmm. the defendant has the harder argument. Um, so the first case we did, we lost because it's very stagnant. Other reasons why we lost, I think it's kind of BS, but whatever. So <laughs> we ended up having a second case, and a student was unable to perform in it. So since I had already done the defendant role, like I had like a day or two notice to actually do it so now this time i'm at twins and i'm looking over the fact pattern and i'm like all right how can i win it this time because apparently like no one has won this case like with the, the commonwealth side in years so i'm like i'm gonna win this freaking case so i'm sitting at twins and i'm trying to think i'm like how am i gonna win this argument it was the same the defendant was the same kid from my school you know really good student puts on a good show <laughs> but um 
it was the same kid, and I'm just thinking of his arguments. I'm like, all right. The big thing that jammed us up in this thing was that when he swerved, it was because his passenger had taken the wheel and was pulling it. And that's why he swerved. And then he went into the parking lot, dropped her off, and boom. Then he gets detained and field sobriety test. So that was a big hole in my argument is like, the swerving because that's a clear sign of intoxication mm-hmm. so i'm sitting here and i'm talking to like different patrons i'm saying the fact pattern and everything and then it just clicked in my head i'm like if she's pull, and i was smoking i remember what i was smoking i was smoking a, a legal provider um, h99 and i'm like if she's pulling the wheel she's gonna go I mean, the guy's going to go to the right, not the left. He's not going right. to go over the yellow lines. He's going to go over the white lines. Right. So I'm like, if he says that again, he's beep. You know, he's yeah. effed. Yeah. So I thought of that just sitting at the lounge. I'm like, why didn't I? I? I didn't think about that earlier. So the next thing you know, a court case comes, and he same testimony kind of thing. He changed it up a little bit, but, um, you know, he mentioned like, you know, I, my co-counsel had questioned on my cross examination, like why he veered and he said this girl just leaned over and yanked the wheel so you know on the cross i had told my co-counsel to like really interrogate him on why like how this girl managed to pull the wheel so he can assert that she was pulling this wheel and so he was like you mean to tell me this little petite girl leaned over the whole car and was able to grab the wheel and pull it down like this exactly like this right like she managed to do that he was like yeah she has arms she can pull the wheel and i'm like sick so i did the closing and then i just went to the jury and i was like if you pull a wheel which way are you gonna go and, and then we won the case the first time the commonwealth has won and that was all from a smoke shop just like so long story short like my creative thinking has transformed into a smoke shop like i've had like so many <laughs> arguments in class that i've just developed sitting here smoking a cigar and like you know you can go to patrons and just say your argument to them and see if there's any flaws in it and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's the, the, the smoke shop has become my creative thinking, at least legally, if you want to consider yeah. legal creative. Sure. But yeah. Dave, what about you? Where do you do your creative thinking or do you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I actually, honestly, I, I creatively <laughs> think like pretty much anywhere, as long as I'm listening to music, you know, that's what, that's so music is what creates your space. Yes, music is what creates my space. Makes me think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I like you guys. You know, I think you could tell. You know, one of the reasons I spent so much time in the smoke shop as a customer before I worked there was that that is where I got my. I got more work done, better work done, in the smoke shop than I ever did in my office, um, or at my house. Um, because that's where my kids were, <laughs> you know. Um, now, you know, it's it's kind of reversed. I still do my best creative thinking when I'm enjoying a cigar or enjoying a pipe um, or maybe a dram of my favorite something or other. Um, but I do have a smoking room in my house. And so now I've, my my study has become kind of that place where I can go and hide and not get um, nitpicked by everybody around because there's nobody around. <laughs> and, um, uh, but I kind of, you know, I, I love being with people. I'm, I'm, I'm a definitely a, a people guy. Um, but I also maybe ironically recharge by being alone. So I enjoy that personal, I enjoy that personal alone time with my cigar or my pipe. Um, that helps me think and be creative as well. Any of you like that? Do you, do you recharge by being alone? Oh, yes. Or do you get recharged by being with people? You need you need your me time. Yes, very much so. I mean, especially being a bartender where you're consistently around people interacting with people mm-hmm. very you have to be very engaged with everybody yep. it definitely is a strain it's and draining yeah it's so draining you get to your point where you're like i just need to be alone <laughs> yeah yeah i mean you know sundays when i am 
you know, speaking at a, at a local church or something, you know, when I'm done with that, typically I go home and collapse mm -hmm. and like take a good long nap because you're basically trying to connect with however many people are there, you know, 100, yeah. 200 people. And that that's it just is draining. It takes a lot out of you. I'm sure you're going to find that when you end up in court, you know, it's, it's one of the, trying to connect with the trying to connect with the jury and everything. One of the funny things about like, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I was just randomly thinking like one of the, this was a while ago, but I was just thinking of like childhood and everything. And like, it's just interesting, like what growing up and becoming an adult in like society does, because like you look at it like when you're younger like saying like you know like isolation is where people are creative like you guys just said like you know like i remember like when i was younger like how creative i was like again i referred to playing with legos but it's like i would go to my room and like i had like a thomas the train table it's like this nice wooden table it has like you know like landscape painted on it and everything and like i would you know i had like a bunch of like lego sets like star wars lego sets and I just, it's just, it's like I had, like, uh, it's like another planet in there, you know. Like I had like I totally these battles that. and this this storyline that you know went for ages, and it, it's like there was so much going on. Like I, you know, I would sleep at night, and I would have like the little figures set up in different areas, and it, you know, I'm thinking in my head when I'm in bed about what they're doing and like how that story's developing, and it's like. It was like this entire planet just around me, you know? I just look back on it. Like, I remember, like, for shits and giggles, like, it was probably, like, it was during COVID, actually, and I just went into my room, and all these Lego things are still set up there because it's just a collection I have. And I, I just was like, you know, I have nothing else to do. I'm just going to, I'm going to play with Legos, you know, whatever. And I couldn't do it. You know, I, I could not, I couldn't do it. Like, I couldn't do what I used to do and just set this whole thing up in my head and just, play with legos it, it, it was like stripped from me and like and i lost it why do you think that is why were you stripped <laughs> I, I was <laughs> asking myself LEGO, that it, it's insane <laughs> like I, I think that happens to a lot of people is like when, when you're younger obviously like you're developing still well, but like i feel, I feel like i feel like you know your the dream is beaten out of you i feel like that's school <laughs> You can't a, play with Legos because the dreams beaten out of you. Is that basically you're, what you're, you're saying? You're being you're being prepped to work for someone else for the rest of your life. Screw your dreams, you know. And you you fit. You, I don't know. That's that's maybe it's depressing, but that's kind of how I feel about it. The whole thing is you you got to go this path. You got to check this box and this box and this box. Don't worry about you know stop. Stop daydreaming. Stop playing with Legos. Stop doing this. It's not going to mm -hmm. amount to anything. You know what I mean? You need to do this. You need to do that. You need to study more. You know, and you you slowly adjust to adulthood. I just think you just don't work on it. It's like it's like creativity is like a muscle. Yes. Like if you're a writer, I'm sure you're very creative. You know, but mm -hmm. I obviously wasn't doing that. Like mm -hmm. I, you know, poli sci and law, right? So, like I'm creative with arguments and you know law but like I, I just lost that imaginary creativity yeah like i can't imagine something like that like i used to which i used to that used to be like my life you know it's all i did well it's funny you know my my creativity has shifted through the years mm. um when i was growing up you know i started i think with legos it got into drawing and a little bit of painting and stuff like that but drawing was my big thing and everybody in high school thought i was going to end up doing some kind of art related thing and uh nothing could have been further from the truth right <laughs> but as time has gone on um <laughs> oh debris debris <laughs> uh as time has gone on you know, that creativity went more into um, writing and then into speaking. And now it's kind of in cooking. And, 
Yeah. God I've, bless I've, the chili. I've, I've continued a lot of those things, but the the one thing that I have really stopped doing for a very long time is drawing. And to your point, Pat, I don't, I don't think I could go back and, like, I, you can't pick up where you left off. It's, it's like if you, once you stop, you kind of have to relearn the thing all over again. And, and, um, you know, I've, I've kind of tried, you know, picking that up again, but I'm so disappointed with where I'm at because it's not as good as I was 30, 40 years ago that, well, not 40, but 25, 30 years ago that I, I, I just feel like my creativity has gone in different directions. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, Bree, are you feeling better? Oh, no. Much. Yes, much. <laughs> I was one of those, like, I can't. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I won't get graphic details. No, no, you don't need to. <laughs> you don't need to. But um, what's the final thoughts here on the... Uh, you want to do the cherry? Uh, the what? Oh, yeah. Let's cherry. do the cherry first. Yeah, okay. Eat the cherry. Eat the cherry. Oh. There we go. I lost my cherry. <laughs> A long time ago, Dave. Hopefully. That's <laughs> a sweet 16 soy. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. That cherry goes freaking amazing with this cigar. Mm. My cigar's done. Um, you lost your cherry and your cigar is done. No. Well, okay, I took so off the band and it took half the wrapper with it. So, no, I haven't had. I have to say the cigar has been burning fantastic all the way through. Yeah, construction's been totally can, on point. Yep, the the cigar was great, other than the fact that the glue took off for like half the wrapper for me. But little mistake on the the band. But yeah. Other than that, what about you, Pat? What did you think of the, of a, your? Uh, Cherry popping cigar experience. Yeah, it was good. It sucked. <laughs> like I figured. Honestly, this is another one of those cigars. I think a wine would go well with. Mm-hmm. So that kind of like jammy. Nice red wine would go well with this. Yeah. yeah. We actually we have a new red wine on the bar too, so that might be coming down the tube soon on the show. I think a nice Shiraz would go well with this. So what? Shiraz. The hell is that? It's a wine. Kind of wine. Yeah, I picked that up. Yeah. Shiraz. It's very good. So is it is it more like is it like red? Is it white? It's a red wine, yeah. It's a red wine. Uh, it's a kind of grape, right? My I don't know my wines well at all. I don't yeah, it's know. A, I think it's a grape grown in I think, I don't know what the region is in Italy, but So is it dry? Is it I, I haven't I wish I knew. I can just tell you it would go good with it. That's the extent of my uh, Shiraz knowledge. What about you, Bree? Did you like the cherry? I did. I feel like that was the equivalent of when you like put a sugar packet underneath your tongue to mm. kind of um, reinvigorate, reinvigorate any sense of uh, disorientation you might be experiencing. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. So what's mm. the final thoughts here on the cigar, the Attic series? Toro by West Tampa Tobacco Co. Was it? I don't know if it was because of my wrapper problem, but to me it was actually pretty mild. Mm -hmm. Like uh, everything was kind of like mellow. creamy and subtle, nuance and mellow. Yeah. And the the way you guys were talking about it, I felt like I should have been gotten, getting a lot more out of it. But I did smoke a Liga Pravada before it, so that might have yeah that, that really yeah your palate the was. was stoned mm. pat yeah i mean i'll just assert what i said earlier and it's really really good i definitely not mild i think it's like a medium medium plus mm -hmm. um really good cigar construction was on point burn was on point ash is on point it's uh if you like san andreas wrappers and you want to kind of have a different twang of it then a different twang yeah it might be like how do you like that if you had like mm, a twang. sweeter um, Tabernacle Havana seed mm. is what it reminded me of because that's mm. also kind of one of those more rustic, drier. San, uh, no, that's not. No, that's not even a San Andreas wrapper. No, oh my god! No, no. See, no, I said the wrong cigar. Wise man is what I meant to say. Wise man. 
times. Yes. It's like that. Yeah. It's the San Andreas wrapper is mm. to me a little similar. That's on the Wiseman Maduro. Yeah. Um, it's it, it's, you know, like so many San Andreas wrapper cigars in the market. It's always fun when you find one right. that sticks out in different ways. Mm. How about you, Bree? Everyone's like pretty it? on par so far. It yeah. was I didn't. It was an easy smoke, if that makes yeah. any sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like it, it went down fast. No, Which I think I think almost anybody could smoke this. Mm -hmm. It's it's not really that heavy. It's got some richer flavors to it, but it's not overpowering. I don't think the yeah. The like if someone wanted big. to like try something different other than the Connecticut and make a next step, this would be. Yeah. This could be a next step. Probably. Yeah. This could be a next step. Now before we go, next week. We're into May, and starting in May, starting next week, we're going to be recording our show on Monday Mondays. nights. Again. Monday nights. Back again. to we're Mondays. Back to Mondays, which was the original thing. Um, our whole reason for switching to Tuesdays was, you know, scheduling related. We're able to go back to Monday nights. And um, so that means our next show is going to be Monday, May 1st. Monday, May 1st, and um, I'm looking forward to that. We'll probably start a few minutes after 8 o'clock because Dave, you know, uh, will be closing the hooks at location at 7 o'clock and getting over here and setting all this up. So don't be surprised. You know, if We're we start at 8, great, but if we start a little bit after, don't freak out. Um, and then, of course, the following Monday, that episode will go on to all the podcast uh, platforms at 7 a.m., just like it does all the time now. Mm -hmm. So, But make sure that you remember that next week we start Monday, May 1st, 8-ish, right here on uh, YouTube and Facebook. And make sure you hit that subscribe button so that you never miss a thing. I'm Pastor Padrone. Thanks so much for being with us tonight, and we'll see you next Monday. You've been listening to Not Just Blowing Smoke, the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and keep in touch with us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. Thanks for listening, everybody. And that is not just blowing smoke. Roll